Turn to Hebrews chapter 11, everyone. Hebrews chapter 11. Today's message is entitled, A City Which Has Foundations. <clears throat> and I believe that this is really, really going to bless all of you. It's going to really, really establish you in the understanding of the Word, the understanding of the spiritual realm, and also your responsibility. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. So by faith, we know Abraham obeyed God. And Abraham is the shining example of faith in the Bible for the body of Christ. Because in his life, we see a man who walked with God who made covenants with God and through whose life came the generational blessings of Israel and the body of Christ. So that kind of a person should be the person we follow. Amen. If you want to have a role model in your Christian life, make sure it is Abraham. Not even present day preachers. I'm not saying you don't honor or respect them. But the example of faith that God wants us to have is Abraham. So make sure you model your life on Abraham. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. Look at verse 9. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. That means it was not eternal. It was not permanent. From ten to ten. He traveled to Egypt. He traveled to other places. The heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10. Now this is important. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now look at this particular verse in four different translations. For he waited for the city. But in the King James it says, he looked for a city which had foundations. In the ESV version it says, he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God. New Living Translation, Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Now let's look at the last translation, the message translation. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city. This is important. Keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations. Even though it was unseen, it is real. And the foundations are eternal. The city designed and built by God. Amen. Now keep these verses in your mind. Now we know Abraham wandered in Egypt and in Canaan. Abraham was what we would call today a world traveler. A vlogger, travel vlogger. He saw many different civilizations. He saw many different cultures. He was in Egypt several times. And most of these places were advanced civilizations, advanced cultures. Egypt at that time was the most advanced country on the planet. In fact, the roots of modern medicine is traced to Egypt. Did you know that 4,000 years back, they were already practicing surgery, fixing bones? removing body parts from bodies that were diseased. They were already practicing medicine. You see, Egypt was like what America is today. Everybody wants to go to America. Everybody wanted to go to Egypt. Egypt had a very advanced architecture system already established, engineering system. That means there was already a system. There was a way of life. There was a philosophy. There was a culture already established, an education system already established. An economy that was already there. But when Abraham was there, Abraham saw. And he observed. And he discerned that what was in Egypt was not right for him. The system, the culture, he knew that it is not going to sustain his destiny. It is not going to build his life. Because he knew 
it was not based on truth. It was not based on righteousness. It was not based on the knowledge of God. And it was not strong enough, he knew, for what God wanted to do through his life. And that's why he traveled further away from Egypt because he was looking for a city. Unseen city. Whose builder and maker is God. What kind of a city is this? The Bible says, a city which has real eternal foundations. But it is unseen. Think about it. And the builder and the engineer and the designer and the architect of the city is God. Wow. What a powerful thought. Let it register in your mind. What kind of a city do you think God can make? Paris? Rome? Mumbai? Nothing compared to what God can make. Do you know that God is making a city right now? See, you can't understand this because you are thinking naturally with your eyes and uh, with your natural senses. Then can I see that city? Can I travel to that city? No, it's a spiritual city that God is making. You will understand more as I go along. What gives structure to your body? What enables your body to stand and you have shape and you look beautiful? Do you know? It is your bones. It is your skeleton. You cannot see the skeleton. But if it was not for the skeleton, all of you will be just a blob of flesh. So just like the skeleton. What gives structure to your life is really the foundations of your life. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. Understand this. The kind of life that you will have, the kind of life that you will enjoy for 80, 90 years, not one year, two years, 80, 90 years is dependent on the kind of structure you build in your life, the kind of foundation you build. In the 80s, my mom and dad built a house in Woka, early 80s. The foundations were not good, very weak. The mystery was very inexperienced. And because the foundations were weak and faulty, there was a limit to what we could do with that house. We could not add any more structure. We could not add any more weight. We could not renovate it properly because the foundations from the beginning were weak and faulty. You see, the longevity of a house is determined by the foundations. The quality of a house is determined by the foundations. Now turn to Psalm 24 verses 1 to 2. You must get this word today. All you Naga believers, 21st century believers, we are not Sunday Christians. We are everyday Christians. Can you say Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not a Sunday Christian. The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. This is the land revenue department of the Bible. This is the pata of God. God's pata is this. Everything on this earth is mine. Understand this. Amen? Verse 2. But this is a very interesting scientific fact. He has founded the earth upon the seas. And do you know that it is true? Under the ground is waters. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Do you know that this is scientifically true? That under the earth is actually waters. In fact, when the flood covered the earth, the waters came from under the ground. And then of course the rains also. Now, the critical factor in civil engineering in the construction of a building is this. That when you make a foundation, all engineers will tell you, you cannot make a foundation on water. You cannot make a foundation on loose soil. You cannot make a foundation on watery soil. You have to find the bedrock. You have to find the rock and then only you can make the foundation. 
You see, the land upon which this building stands that can support even two, three thousand people in this hall is because the foundations of this building are very strong. In fact, it is about 20 to 30 feet below the ground, below the road right now. We had to dig really deep till we found the rock. And then there were tons of cement and sand and rock and, and, and metal steel that we put into the foundation. It was not single structures. It was all like a wire mesh that we connected all the foundation together. Very strong. It cost us more than 1.5 crores just for the foundation. You can make a house with that kind of money. Just for the foundation. Now, because the foundation is very strong, it determines how high we could go. It determined how many people could sit here. Do you know that we could put another two floors up here and the foundation can hold it? Now, look at what Psalms 24 verse 2 says. The earth is founded upon the seas. The world is founded upon the waters. Now, that's a geographical truth, but there's a spiritual meaning here. Do you want to know the spiritual meaning? You know that when you make any foundation on the waters, that building is unstable. All right? So this is the truth here. If you build your life, because the earth is founded upon the waters, if you build your life on any foundation that is earthly and worldly, think. If you build your life on any foundation that is earthly and worldly, your foundations are faulty and weak. And it will not support the kind of life that Abraham had. Egypt was the most advanced civilization in the world and yet Abraham knew the foundations of Egypt cannot build the life that God has for me. What kind of a life? A life of faith. A life of walking with God. A life of covenant with God. A life of blessings, not only for self, but for generations. How many of you want that kind of a life? Can I see your hands? How many of you believe that you have the blessing of Abraham on your life? Can I see your hands? Yes, that kind of a life can only be supported by a foundation. That is not from this earth. That is not from this world. You see, if your foundation of your life is built on earthly wisdom, earthly philosophies, worldly concerns, worldly desires, it will not sustain and build the quality of life you want. And let me encourage you this. Don't just build for yourself. Build for your children and for your children's children. Living a spiritual heritage. Can you say Amen. Let me give an example. Materialism. If your foundation, the foundation of your life, the core belief that drives your life is the accumulation of assets, lands and houses. And you think that if I have lots of land and houses, I will be strong and my life will be secure. That's an earthly foundation. During the COVID, I was told by a member of our church that one of our uncles, she told he told her that I have crores of rupees in my bank account and I have no fear of sickness. I can go get treated in any place in India. He died of COVID. It's true story. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he loses his soul? Amen. See, the philosophies of this world, the education system of the world, which is built purely on human logic and human knowledge, the knowledge of the senses. It is not sufficient to you to build your life. I'm telling you the truth. You may learn accounting. You may learn computer science. You may learn engineering. It is good for you to get a job, but I tell you, it will not teach you how to overcome sickness. It will not teach you how to overcome your enemy. It will not teach you how to overcome depression. It will not teach you how to build a successful marriage. I know many PhDs who are failures in life. 
All the double PhDs did not teach them how to build a foundation for life. Can you say amen? Many build the foundation built only on their talents, the gifts, the abilities, the family connections. And that will not stand the test of time. So if you look at the patterns of your life in the last 10 years, the trends of your life, inventorize your own life right now, you will understand what kind of foundations you are living on. You must know what foundations you have built. Look at your own life. What are you building your life on? What city are you looking for? A city of materialism? A city of pleasure and fame? And a city of build on human knowledge and human understanding? Or are you like Abraham, looking for a city that is unseen and yet has real foundations and whose builder and maker is God? Can you say amen? Abraham was looking for that kind of a city. Oh, may you be like Abraham. Don't be like Rocco. Be like Abraham. Can you say amen? Nothing against any tribe, just a joke. Look at Psalm 24 verse 3. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in His holy place? The earth is founded upon the waters, but the hill of the Lord, where is it founded? This is an invitation to come to the hill of the Lord. This is what Abraham was seeking. The mountain of God, Mount Zion. That's the city. But anyway, let me not confuse you more. I'm going to keep it very simple. Abraham wanted to build his life on the holy hill of God. The city of God. And he knew that a life that is built on anything else will not stand the test of time. Time will expose its weakness like Egypt. Like Rome, all the foundations of that civilization were shaken by the Lord. Time will expose the weakness of earthly foundations. Time will reveal that it is a lie. What are you building on? In Nagaland, we have ministers and MLAs and politicians who acquire houses and lands after they are elected in the foundational belief that they will be strong financially and they will not suffer in the old age and the children will also be strong. So they lie, they cheat, and they steal. Because the foundation is not honesty. The foundation is to gain by selfish means. That's the philosophy of the life. And they want to build a city on the hill of the worldly system. And the foundation of that kind of a life is wickedness, corruption, unrighteousness, and injustice. But they're hoping and thinking that in the future, the life will be strong, they'll be secure, and they'll be established. Let me tell you this truth. That many of those same ministers and MLS who in the 90s and 80s acquired houses and lands today do not have those houses and lands. It's been sold off. Sold off for what? Their foundational belief that they must acquire more political power. We all know this story. We know this story so well. You know those people. You can name them my names. What they hoped would strengthen them has failed to strengthen them because time has exposed the wrong foundations. Not five years, not ten years, but time exposes the foundations. And that's why the Bible says, do not envy the wicked. Do not envy those who through injustice gain a lot right now. Because time will expose the faulty foundations of their lives. When I was in school and college, who we thought would make it in life because they had connections, family background, and wealth, they did not make it. Because, because they had all those things, they did not study, they did not work hard, they did not build character, they depended on family background and wealth, and they did not make it. But those who built foundations of hard work, 
diligence and faithfulness and commitment, even though they were not Christians, they succeeded. Do you know such stories? Some of you are examples of those stories. See, the most intelligent, gifted, talented, and even anointed are not those who succeed in life, all right? Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 to 12. It says this, The race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Now Paul was not Paul. Solomon was writing this wisdom and he was putting in the wisdom that he had observed and he said time and chance. But it's not luck and it's not chance. Because if you study the scripture here, it says time and chance. The word chance is paga. Paga means intercession. Paga means being at the right place at the right time, which is a result of prayer and the favor of God. So it's not those who are swift and strong and smart, but those who have built their foundations on God and on prayer. That's what the Bible is saying. So the Bible is saying, don't build just on your talents and your gifts and your abilities, your family connection, the things of the world. Make sure your foundations are built in God. Can you say amen? Your ministry, your business, your life. Make sure your foundations are built in God and then the doors will open. Not because you have gifts and talents, but because you build on biblical foundations. Can you say hallelujah? Even in our society today, the foundations of a lot of our society is faulty. We pursue government jobs that by any means we would get it. Back door, front door, open door, any door. And we praise God for that. That's a faulty foundation. We want easy job. We want easy money and easy success. I will tell you this. In 20 years, time will prove who controls the economy. Whose foundations are built on character and hard work. Or those who want easy money. That's what it means to build on an earthly system. The sad tragedy in Nagaland is that even though we say, praise the Lord, we pray the Lord, we go to prayer houses. I tell you, if you will examine the faith of many believers, their foundations have no foundations. It's not founded on the Word, not founded on biblical foundations. It's mostly emotions and feelings. And some form of religiosity and spiritual talk without the real foundations. God is inviting us to come to His hill. Can you say Amen? The city whose builder is God. And God is not building with physical bricks. He's building with spiritual bricks. But I tell you, it's a house. It's a city that cannot be shaken. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. Let's look at the first foundation. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Everyone say, founded on the rock. Where's the rest of you? Huh? I heard only 20 people. For it was... Founded on the rock. Amen. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it failed, and great was its fall. Why did that house fall? Because of the rain? No. Because of the wind? No. Because of the flood? No. The house fell because... The foundations were wrong. The first foundation is this. The Word of God. Write it down in your Bible. Tattoo it somewhere in your brain. The Word of God. Get it. Get it into your heart and system. Young people, I see so many come to church, but they never practice the Word. They never honor the Word. 
They are not building the foundations of the life on the word. See, every building is tested by these three. The floods will test the foundation. The winds will test the structure. If you go to New York and you go up to those high towers, I tell you, sometimes when the storm comes, the tower actually moves. I was up in the Empire State Building many years back and the winds made the building move. I felt it. And the roof is tested by the rain. The quality of a building is always tested by this tree. Every life will be tested. Every one of you. Every one of you. Your life will be tested. I'm guaranteeing it to you. You can take this to the bank. You can take my saying as 100% guaranteed. Every life will be tested. I've been counseling many people, especially on Thursdays. And I can tell that many of them are going through tests. Tests of faith where they need to stand on the Word. But my heart is also breaking that many of them do not know the Word. The foundations of your life will be tested. Whether it is built on truth or lies. I watched the video of a house that was taken by the floods. How many of you have seen pictures like that? Up there in the Himalayas, in Sikkim, even in Mizoram, other parts of the world. A house that is built by crores of rupees. Whole structure washed off by the floods. You know what it means? No matter how much money investment you put into it, all wasted. That means if your structure of your life, no matter how much time and money and effort you put into it, if it is built on wrong foundations, one day you will regret. It will be a loss. It will measure to nothing in eternity. It is nothing in terms of eternity if it's on wrong foundations. Do you believe that? So before this happens to your life, look for that eternal city, that city which has foundations, the Word of God. Do you want to get married, young man and woman? Nobody wants to get married. Praise the Lord. No problem for me. I'm going to pray that you will not get married. How many of you want to get married? Do you want to get married? Yes. Okay. What scripture are you standing on? What scripture are you standing on that God will bring a spouse to you? See, all you have is wants and desires, but you're not standing on any scripture. Standing is your foundation. You have a desire, but you don't have a foundation. I'm telling you the truth. You cannot practice faith unless you're standing on the Word. You may be praying a lot for your future spouse, but if you are not standing on the Word, you have no foundation. Because the foundation is the Word. When I wanted to get married, I was praying a lot. From 1996 and 97, I started praying for my future wife. Because I knew it was God's will for me. But many years, it was delayed. In 2004, I prayed this prayer in Matthew 18, verse 19. It says here, If two of you shall agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. If two shall agree on earth, Concerning anything that they ask, it will be done. It's a promise from the Lord. So I joined hands with my friends, three of us, and we agreed that we will be married very soon. But it was a prayer we prayed in conviction and by faith, standing on the Word of God. And let me tell you the truth. Within a year, I was married. What is the scripture you are holding on to for your business? What is the scripture you are holding on to for your health? Oh, I just want, I just want. 
A want is not strong enough. You have to find the scripture that you are standing upon. Because that's the foundation. The foundation is the word. Your desires are sand. Your wants are sands. Even if you had a dream, if it's not based on the word, it is sand. You see, don't wait for the earthquake before you build a foundation. Many Christians, they wait for the spiritual attack, the crisis, and they start building the foundation. No, we don't do that. In civil engineering, you don't build a foundation in the middle of a flood. That's foolishness. Can you say amen? That house will not stand. In the same way, if you want to build a city, your life is your city on the hill of the Lord, you need to build the foundation today. On the word today, today. Not when the flood comes, not when the earthquake comes. Not when the spiritual attack comes. You need to build today. So when you come to Bible study every week, you're building foundation. When you come and get the word, you're building foundation. When you're reading the word, you're building your foundation. Many years back when I was struggling with fear and panic, the devil was always feeding my mind with these ugly thoughts, these evil thoughts that is going to destroy me. My life is going to be messed up. He's really going to destroy every part of my life and I'm not going to make it. And I tell you, those thoughts were real. Every night in the morning, the thoughts would keep on assailing me and would fill my heart with fear and anxiety. So I needed an insurance from the scripture, something that I can stand upon as a foundation. So I went to 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, and Luke chapter 10, verse 19. So I had to go to the scripture, and I had to stand on the word. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. For he who has been born of God keeps himself. And the wicked one, referring to Satan, does not touch him. The wicked one cannot touch him. Some scriptures say cannot. Some versions say cannot touch him. So if you are born of God, how many of you are born of God? Can I see your hands? The Bible says the, the wicked one, the devil cannot touch you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are covered by the blood. Amen. So I kept on declaring with Satan, you cannot touch me. The evil one cannot touch me. When I would wake up in the middle of the night with fear, I would declare it, the evil, the evil one cannot touch me. The devil cannot touch me. And I stood on the word and I stood on the word till that storm departed. Storms are never permanent. Even when Satan came to Jesus, it was not permanent. He came for a season. And Satan left before he would come again. Luke 10 verse 19 says, God has given us authority to trample on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Not some. All. Everyone say all. Everyone say all. All. Including witchcraft. Black magic. All. Everyone say all. all. Don't go to a black magic guy to break a black magic spell. Which many Nangas do. All the power of the enemy and nothing. Everyone say nothing. 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 Shall by any means harm you. That is my foundation. That was my insurance scripture. That in the middle when the terror of the night comes, I would declare it. I would keep it in my heart. I would open my mouth and say, nothing shall hurt me. Nothing from the enemy can harm me. Nothing can destroy me. And praise God, the house did not fall. Because the foundations were truth. Truth must be your foundations. Your life must all be about the pursuit of truth. In John chapter 8 verse 32, the Bible says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You shall know the truth. It's in knowing the truth 
Knowing the truth. So when you go to church, make sure that there is truth there. When you go to prayer house, make sure there is truth there and you are seeking truth. It's not just going to a prayer house that will set you free. It's the truth. The truth. The truth that will set you free. And I saw that in my early Christian life. So my life began to be all about the pursuit of truth. I was not distracted with church denominations. Many people said, oh, don't go to this kind of church. Don't go to that kind of church. So they get confused by denominations and names. For me, it was about which church is preaching truth. That's it. If they're Methodist and they're preaching truth, I'll go there. If it's Assemblies of God, but they preach truth, I'll go there. If it's Baptist, but they're not preaching truth, I'm not going to go there. Because being part of a Baptist truth, Baptist church is not going to set you free. Going to church on Sunday is not going to set you free. It's the truth. Can you say amen? It's the truth. And Satan doesn't want you to see that. So he blinds the mind of people with deceptions of denominationalism and being afraid of one another and thinking that, oh, in our camp we are more safe or that camp is much better. We are much better. And he distracts us from understanding truth. Truth. Oh, I don't like the way this pastor dresses. Oh, I don't like the way they're flashy on the stage. Whether they're flashy, whatever they dress, are they preaching truth? Look for the truth. The truth will set you free. Can you say amen? Which means the lies will bring you into bondage. If your foundations are lies, your life is not going to experience freedom. Do you know my my salvation experience was based on truth? Not emotions. Even though I went to the pulpit and I cried and my heart was filled with emotions of love, yet I responded to truth. The truth that Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. When I gave my life to me in ministry, it was not emotions. It was not manipulation. It was truth. The conviction in my heart that the gospel message is the best message that the world needs. Hallelujah. So I began to go into the Bible. Hey, look up here. Truth is here. Truth is preaching here. Don't get distracted. What a brilliant illustration right now. That even when someone is preaching the truth, you can get distracted. I would read the Bible for hours. Because I knew that this is where truth is. Hours. Did I understand anything? No. But just because I did not understand did not make me stop reading the Bible. Why? Because I was acting in obedience to the truth. See, many Christians, after they're born again, they read the Bible for one or two times and say, Pastor, I can't understand. It's so boring and they stop. But I want God to bless me. I want to do well for God. And they build the foundations on feelings, on doing things, going to church and being here in church, doing this. But they're not building it on the Word. I've spent fortunes on books because I was pursuing truth. Truth. Because I knew truth alone can build my life. I went to every seminar that was in town and I took notes of every sermon. You're not taking notes? I took notes of every sermon and I still have those notes today. The seminar I attended in 1997, 1998, 1996, when I went to Bible camp where I got saved, I still have those notes because my value is truth. Principles from the Word of God. I would listen to tapes for hours, take notes, stop, rewind, take notes. Why? Because I was seeking for truth. Truth. I was building my foundations for an eternal city that was based on truth. It does take time to build foundation. Do you know that? You know, in the beginning of my journey with God, I did not seek for power. I did not seek for anointing. I did not even seek for gifts. I don't even remember praying for the gifts of the Spirit. But in my early walk with God, I prayed for truth and understanding. 
and wisdom. Because I knew, I knew in my heart and I knew from the word. In Psalms 103 it says, look, if you go and go to 103 verse 7. Oh, you must get these young people. Because in five years time again, we will be throwing, going through the same panic, the same problems and crisis. Unless you understand this. He made known his ways to Moses. Do you know the ways of God? His acts to the children of Israel. But his ways was known by Moses. The children of Israel, they saw the cloud by day, the fire by night. They saw the Red Sea part. They saw the manna. They saw the food. <coughs> they saw miracles. But guess what? They did not know God. Do you know that you can have a heritage of revival in Nagaland? You can have miracles happening in your church. You can have miracles happening in your family and still not know God. Don't build your life just on encounters and dreams and visions and experiences with God. You can have all those things and yet not know the ways of God. If you want to follow someone, follow people who know the ways of God. The ways of God are established in the Scripture. The ways of God is what will build a life for you. Not the acts of God. Many I know have experienced miracle and healing and breakthroughs in their life. In the 20 years of ministry, many have experienced amazing miracles in their lives. And yet, when I inventorize their life, they are not walking with God. They have no foundations. Because the miracles are by grace. You can be healed today and still lose your healing after two years. Amen. See, I knew in the beginning that truth is eternal. Truth is spiritual. And is the only way to live. And if I want to build an eternal city that will endure, then the Word of God must become my foundation. It must become my foundation. And so I pursued. Some of you are praying for your future, right? What scripture are you standing on? What scripture are you holding on for your future? What scripture are you holding on for your health? For your divine youth to be renewed? There was a time I went through worry and anxiety for my future. So as I read the scripture, the Holy Spirit gave me this verse. Psalm 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Even the righteous will be afflicted. Even the righteous, righteous means believers, those who are righteous by faith in Christ. Amen. How many of you are believers in Christ? Can I see your hands? You are righteous. Now, I was wondering, why am I going through these difficult moments when I'm serving God and I love God and I'm doing the right things and I'm going through pain, I'm going through lack, I'm going through difficulty. The Lord showed me many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the assurance is through every single one of them, He will deliver us. That became my insurance for that season. Don't build your house on gifts alone, talent alone, even spiritual gifts. That is not a foundation. Sometimes those that have gifts, they feel entitled that ministry doors should open for them just because they have gifts. Sometimes those who have talent in music or in any area, they start feeling like talent, uh, debating, talented in organizing. They start thinking that they should be given opportunities because of their talents. If they're very smart and brilliant, they think that, why am I not getting a job? And that person who came last in the class suddenly got a job. Because you feel entitled that because of your intelligence and your brilliance and your talent, your life should be going ahead. Hey, life doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work that way. 
Your foundation must be truth, the Word of God. Turn to Psalms 12. Oh, I don't have enough time. Unless you give me some time. Psalms chapter 12. Look at this, <clears throat> verse 6. The words of the Lord are pure words. Like silver, tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. The words of the Lord. The truth that has come from the Word. Every part of the Bible is written by men and women of God who were moved by the Holy Spirit. Every word here is from the Lord. And they are like silver tried in the furnace. That means in the fire, purified seven times. Everyone says seven times. The purity and the quality of metals is always tested through fire under high pressure to see if it has the capacity to survive that level of intensity. Now the assurance here is this, the word of the Lord has been tried seven times. Seven is the number of perfection, complete. That means the word of the Lord has been tried completely through every test and what it means is that the word has survived. The Word of God has survived every test. Can you say Amen? So if you would build your life on the Word of God, your thoughts, your beliefs, your trusts, your outlook of life, you build it on the Word of God, you know what it means? Your life will survive every test. Your life will survive Every test. When people gossip about you, that's a test. When you have enemies, that's a test. When your teachers are all ganging up against you, that's a test. How are you going to respond? When people misjudge you, that's a test. Do you know that if a house falls, it's not because of the flood or the storm, it's because of the foundations. When a man falls into temptations, it's not because of the temptation. It's because of the foundations. We blame the temptations. And we try to resist the temptation. But the focus of your life is not to resist temptations. The focus of your life is to build the foundations. Because when the foundations are built, no matter what temptations or storms will come, the house will stand. Can you say amen? The word of the Lord has been tested. It is proven to work in all circumstances of your life. And no matter what problem you have today, there's no problem big enough to make the word fall. There's no burden of your life big enough to make the word fail. Your pain and your depression is not big enough that the word will not prevail. So build your life on the word and not just on hearing the word. Look at Psalm James chapter 1 and we'll close here. James chapter 1. Oh, the anointing of God is here. Make sure you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and change, change the attitude of your life. Receive the revelation even as the word is coming forth, what you need to do with your life. James chapter 1 verse 21. Laying aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, receive with meekness, humility, the implanted word which is able to save your souls. This is written to believers. Do you know that for most believers, it is the soul, it's not the spirit, the soul, which is the attitude, the mind, the wrong belief, the wrong foundations that are obstructing your destiny. It's not the devil. Your attitudes 
of prying and complaining and grumbling and disrespect to the word, disrespect to your leaders, is obstructing your destiny, your soul, not the devil. And the devil is only playing tricks with your soul. By making you believe in lies. By making you build your life on feelings. When I feel like going to church, I'll go. When I don't feel like, I won't do it. When I feel like praying, I'll pray. When I don't feel like it, I won't pray. Feelings are the devil's playground. But be doers of the word. Everyone say, be doers of the word. And not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. Everyone said doer. Of the work. There are some works you need to do. This one will be blessed in what he does. A natural mirror reveals to you what kind of a man you are. Tall, short. It reveals to you whether you are dirty, clean. That's what a natural mirror does. But a spiritual mirror is different. A spiritual mirror reveals to you two things. Number one, who you are in the spirit. So the Word of God reveals to you that you are not a sinner, you are the righteousness of God. It reveals to you you are not a slave, you are a friend of God. It reveals to you that you are not bound in fear anymore, but you are a child of God. You are a new creation. Amen. Your spiritual identity. But another thing that the spiritual mirror reveals, which is the Word of God, is this. Very important. A spiritual mirror reveals to you, are you ready? What kind of a man you are Supposed to be. Ah, that's where you missed it in the Word. It reveals to you what kind of a man you are supposed to be in the office. What kind of a man you are supposed to be in the bus. What kind of a man you are supposed to be when you are shopping. That's what it reveals to you. And the Bible says here, the man who sees in the Word that you should walk in love and forgiveness and faith, and then he goes away and he forgets. What kind of a man he is? We know why he forgets? Because he is a hearer only and he's not a doer. So the Word reveals to you what things you need to do. Because that's the kind of man a Christian is supposed to be. So you must do the Word. You must act on the Word. You must have works to determine your faith. So when I saw the Word, I made sure I was practicing the Word. I gave my tithes and offerings regularly. I started going to church every Sunday. I have not missed a single Sunday unless it was for sickness or it was in a time, in a holiday somewhere where we could not find a church. Every life, every, every, every year of my life after I got born again, I was in church. I made sure I was in church. Who was a speaker was not a consideration. Oh, Pastor Shana, I'm so bored, I won't go. Mrs. Pastor, Pastor, I'll come to you. Oh, I'm going to go. All right. People have all these favorite speakers and all these fleshly things. Listen, you're not walking by faith. If you're hungry, you will receive from anyone. Even a donkey coming and speaking, you'll be blessed. It's the truth. It's your attitude. Your attitude. So I made sure I was in church every Sunday. Whoever spoke, I was in church every Sunday. And I did not look at the kind of church it was. They called us as charismatic, I'll be more blessed. I've been blessed in Baptist church. I've been blessed even in Catholic church. Because it was my heart. I made sure I did not miss fellowship. I valued fellowship. Why? Because the Bible says so. Don't miss life groups. It is scriptural. It is God's will for you to go to life groups. It is not a choice. 
Don't say things like, oh, I have no time, I have office things. Listen, Nagas are not in the forefront of technology and science that we should be so busy all the time. You can always make adjustments for life groups. At least we can be in the forefront of the gospel. Make adjustments for life groups. If you are a part of this church, you must go to life groups. It is God's will for you to connect to the life of the church. It is not an invitation, it's a command. I'm telling you the truth. It is God's command to connect with one another. Some of you need to go to life groups. You're still in pride and arrogance in that area. You say you are a leader in this church, but you never go to a life group. And you create your own little groups among yourselves. And you don't connect to the life of the church. Your foundations are faulty. I read the word every day. I prayed regularly. Why? Because that's what the word says. Don't be a hearer, but a doer. I decided when I saw, give thanks to the Lord, I will start giving thanks. I will stop complaining. I will stop grumbling. Why? I saw it in the word. I saw in the word, lift, lift up your hands and worship. So I've practiced the word. Don't be a hearer only. Be a doer. I saw in the word, walk in honor. I decided to walk in honor towards my parents, towards authorities, towards others. I saw in the word that plans fail for lack of counsel, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So I decided to practice it. Do you know that I could have bought certain lands in Kohima without counseling many of the elders in our church and it would have been a big loss for the church? But I made sure every time those, those invitations to buy came, I took some lenders with me and many times they said, no pastor, don't buy this, don't buy this. I wanted to buy. They said, don't buy. This is not good land. And so even though I did not want to, I listened to them. And I thank God for that because it protected us. See, you must build on the Word of God. Let me tell you this. This is very powerful. The Word of God will take you to a depth of foundation that education and culture and tradition cannot. The Word of God can take you into a realm of strength, a realm of stability that no natural philosophy no natural education system can ever bring you into. Can you say amen? Why? Because the words of the Lord are like silver, tried in the furnace of fire seven times. Seven times. So when you build your life on the word, you will go through every fiery furnace of life. And you will still stand the test that the enemy throws at you. It's the word. What scriptures are you standing on? What city are you looking for? Abraham was in Egypt. He went to all the civilizations and he said, you know, it's quite impressive, wonderful, the things they have done, what they have built. But no, I cannot build my life on the system of Egypt. I cannot build my life on the system of the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Jebusites. I cannot. I have to look for a city that I cannot see. But a city that God is building. Your life is a city. What foundations is it built on? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us 
to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.